Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Ramsey! Marshall, you you have a... <laughs> this, we're getting sillier and sillier. You, you have what I believe is a sitcom backdrop. Am I correct? Oh, yes. I would be one of the uh, seven castaways, uh, <laughs> the little-known eighth castaway, Marshall. Uh, yeah. I uh, hung out with Skipper and Gilligan, the professor, Marianne, the Howells. Uh, Your nickname uh, was Littler Buddy? Uh, yeah, Littler Buddy. Uh, yeah, Schwabby. So, yeah, yeah, I appear to be in Gilligan's uh, hut. I love it. I love it. I really don't know why, but hopefully it'll at some point be relevant, <laughs> and then I'll feel better about my choice. This will be a short episode. I have as a backdrop, by the way, a picture of my father and my father's cousin in Mexico. So for those of you on YouTube, you see some studly young men in cowboy hats and a lovely vista of uh, the, the Mexican, I guess, backcountry. I don't really know where that is, but somewhere in Mexico. Um, well, and Mike, I, know, I know for one thing, for sure. Yeah. According to the hats, they're the good guys. <laughs> they, they are white hats. That yeah. is 100% true. Incredible white Stetsons. <laughs> That's right. Um, so we, we have no idea if this episode's even going to work, but we're going to try. I remember a story from Mexico. I swear you told it to me. You now claim you didn't. And so I'm going to repeat this story. And there are some customer service, uh, you know, uh, learnings along the way. So, well, I'm excited to hear a story that up until a moment ago was attributed to me. I could have sworn it was either you or it was uh, a neighbor that you had who had gone on vacation. Anyway, it's a short story um, and it's got two parts. So the first part is that um, this family shows up to a Mexican resort, not Mike Marshall's family, apparently. And um, the air conditioning keeps shutting off. And so they, you know, they're a little disgruntled. It's a little hotter in Mexico than here in America, typically. Um, and uh, so they call down to complain, right? And so the, the staff over the phone says, hey, listen, have you unpacked? Let us escort you to the bar while maintenance investigates. And so they, they do that. And um, they make it down to uh, the pool area and uh, well, it's Mexico. I, I guess it's a little, a little European, a little cosmopolitan. And there's a woman uh, doing some topless sunbathing at the, at the pool side where this husband, wife and children have, have now gone. And so um, the wait staff at the pool side bar uh, come up to the family and say, uh, you know, sir, ma'am, um, I've noticed some shady spots down this way if your family is interested and escorts them to an area where they're not going to be, uh, you know, quote unquote, subjected to this topless woman. Um, so meanwhile, maintenance staff has investigated in the room and um, come down to report to the, to the uh, family at the poolside. And, and, and basically, what they said was uh, the, the girls, uh, your, your, your daughters were probably opening and shutting the sliding door. Uh, that causes the AC to shut off when the, when the door is open. So, which makes sense. I, I mean, I, 
my guess is that if you had a door open with the AC in Mexico, it would just run nonstop until it gave up. Um, and that's just how the system worked. And they didn't know that. And so the door was open. The AC looked like it was shut off. Oh, this room must be broken. Nope. Turns out that's how it works. But he told them, you know, hey, it might have been your daughters moving the, the door back and forth. And that's that's the issue. So that's the story. Somebody in my life came back from Mexico so jazzed about their customer experience that they repeated that story to the point that I am now repeating an anonymous story that I don't even know who said it, but there's the story. So Mike Marshall, in your typical way, can I just throw that grenade of a story over to you on your side and see what explodes? Any thoughts? Well, yeah, my first thought is I'm a little confused. Are we against topless sunbathing? <laughs> I'm just, yeah, just checking. Didn't know where we stood on that issue, given the current Me Too thing. That's I, I've just decided I endeavor to only look at my wife naked. That's my, that's that's how I'm going to answer that. Me too, but I don't think she's going to like it. <laughs> I didn't say anybody was going to like it. I, anyway. The, uh, no, what I'm what I'm thinking about is is that that challenge, right? We've always heard that the customer is always right. Yes. That is a lie. Right. <laughs> the, the customer is often wrong. Correct. So somebody you know corrected me on this years ago. They said the customer is not always right. However, the customer is always the customer. Yeah. So our yeah. goal is how do you correct somebody? And yet help them maintain one of our most popular episodes, their dignity. Yes. Right. How do you how do you make people feel smart, even though you're correcting them and, and trying to guide them on a path that, that, that they're going the wrong way? Yeah. And, and make a man when it's over, uh, right, with the, that Maya Angelou quote, right? It's not what you did. It's how you made me feel, right? I, I won't remember yeah. what you did, but I will remember how you made me feel. So, right. If you fix the problem and make me feel stupid, it wasn't a good customer service recovery. If you fix the problem and let me maintain my dignity and feel smart, nice. You know, then, right. then you hit a home run. Yeah. And, you know, um, I, I remember a, a car dealer years ago talking about um, sort of how he did discounts at his, uh, at his store. And uh, I think his phrase was... Uh, the customer needs a win and I want to be the hero. So, so I, you know, the customer wants to be able to say, and then everything worked out because of my efforts or, or, you know, because I went there or what have you, but we want the, 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 the employee, the manager, whatever it's going to be, to be able to say, and they came through for me and made that happen. Uh, so there's a happy ending in the store, the, the company, the organization gets credit for that. Oh no, that that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. How can I make how can I make the the, the customer service provider the hero, and then the the the, uh, the person receiving that great customer service feel special? Yeah, yeah. And feeling. Notice we're still talking about feeling, right? I mean, it's oh, it's yeah, not yeah. like there was an AC issue that night, and you know the 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 family was going to be you know sweating through the day. No, this was just a quick little thing. Right. We're going to solve the problem. Right. And that's what we, you know, we should have technical expertise in our field to be able to solve the problem. The question is, how do I make you feel while I'm solving that problem? That, that's it. That's and, you know, my, my 
favorite story about this is from uh, Dell Computers when Dell Computers first launched. And and yeah. for those of you you know that were born at, you know after the year two thousand, Dell Computers <laughs> was one of the first computer companies. It was a startup company, and it was a hundred percent mail order. They'd send you a catalog, which is this paper book that came to your house, and you pick out your computer, and you, they had a phone, and you'd call them, and they would send you a computer, and you had to assemble it in your home. And so what they figured out was they had a they had a help desk, and what they figured out very quickly was that the number one issue that they got calls on was that the computers had no power. Uh, the power button did not work. So the reality of the problem was the customers hadn't plugged it in. Mm. So they tried it first. The service reps started saying, well, have you tried plugging it in? Yeah. Apparently, that made the uh, customer angry. <laughs> you would think that, yeah, I'm stupid enough that I didn't plug it in. And I you know, took the time to call you. Of course, I plugged it in, even though they hadn't. So they came about with what I, what I it's got to be the most brilliant idea ever. So the customer would call, I got no power to my computer. Oh my, that's, that's serious. Let's go with the number one problem we typically have with this. As you know, you know, when your computer's shipped to you, there's a lot of packing dust and stuff like that. So if you could unplug your computer, blow the dust out of the end of it, plug it back in <laughs> and let me know if that helps solve the problem. And so the customer would disappear from the phone for a minute. They'd come back. Yeah, that fixed it. <laughs> Face <laughs> saved. Yeah, yeah. I get to preserve my dignity. I don't have to admit that I'm a moron. And you quickly solved the problem. And so now yeah. I can get to, to doing the part I want to do, which is fire up my computer and, and go buy ceramic pigs on eBay. So <laughs> Ceramic pigs. That's, that's a, you know, job one. If you don't think that that's a real problem still today, uh, you know, the IT crowd, a very popular British sitcom from, I don't know how old that is now, maybe 10 years old. Um, you know, the, every, everybody in the IT department on the show answered the phone. IT department, have you tried turning it off and on again? You know, <laughs> as you know, the most depressed voice ever. And of course, they were usually right, you know, that that's usually what needed to happen. But the fact that you would be so, um, you would you would have such a lack of empathy or a radar for where your customer was coming from, how they felt about it, and and that's really what I love about that story uh, in at the Mexican resort is, you know, just just think of you know the bartender, the waitstaff, they didn't have to be paying attention to where this family sat, but they they just had enough presence of mind to say, okay, this might be a little uncomfortable for all parties involved. Let's let's help them find a place if they want it a little further down problem solved yeah that 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 uh, situational awareness you're paying attention that's right uh, you're watching what's going on and then proactively taking action yeah so not not waiting for it to to become an issue not waiting till i'm approached uh that's one of the things i've always admired about the ritz carlton and so one of the the, the credos of the ritz carlton it says that the uh, ritz carlton employees are to fulfill the unexpressed wishes of the customer. Yeah. Wait a minute. The <laughs> customer hasn't even told us what they need. Right. And we're supposed to hand it to them or get it for them before they say anything. Yep. Wow. Yep. You know, and, and, and if you've ever stayed there, 
they do it, right? I, I was in a meeting. I step out in the hallway. The guy steps up and he goes, the restrooms are right around the corner. I'll walk in there. <laughs> like, how did he know? <laughs> this, is, this guy, you know, this guy's a psychic. And so you, you just got that kind of experience that they, they've looked at situations so many times. They've paid attention. They know with a high statistical yeah. probability what, is it, what it is that you need at that moment. Yeah. And they're yeah. willing to provide it. Yeah, I, I know about a gentleman that um, he he was on the phone. He was supposed to be meeting somebody like three blocks away, and the the bellhop overheard and said, uh, "Do you need directions to that place? Let me let me guide you." And he took him off site and walked him across the street to the front door of this you know other other building. Uh, and again, this is I think Seth Godin talks about this. It's remarkable behavior, right? We are still remarking on this Mexican resort, on the Ritz Carlton, on Dell of all places, uh, virtually. Um, and, and I think that's sort of where we're where we're landing with this episode. Is you know, it's, it's just amazing to see people with situational awareness help the customer save face, thinking about it from the customer's perspective. All of that boils down to how they do the gig. Everybody's doing the gig. How do you do the gig? How do you make me feel at the end of this? That's the that's the game changer. Oh yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you, uh, as the father of four, when you go out to eat, if the waitress gives each of you an individual napkin, <laughs> it's not enough. It's you know right. you you as they're setting down the napkin and walking away, you're thinking. Going to need about 30 more of those yeah, you know, just to yeah. get through the, the appetizers. Right. So, so, but it's, it's that waitress that walks up, surveys the situation, takes a stack of napkins, yeah. four inches tall, sets those on the table and goes, and I'll bring you more. Right. <laughs> That's my person. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. They analyze the situation. They've got empathy. Maybe they've walked in my shoes and they've, they know what the next step is. You know, your kid's going to spill a drink. There's something going to fall in the lap. It's going to fall. Something's going to happen. We're going to need more napkins. Just yeah. bring them to me before I ask. Yeah. Sitting down hot food in front of the baby. You know, like I'm surprised how often that happens. You know, like think about it. Think about what you're doing. But hey, if you don't have empathy, if you haven't got in my shoes a little bit, it's going to be hard to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. One of my my favorite from the from the car business are uh, service technicians. Uh, all cars built in the recent time have the rear backup camera. Yeah. And of course, the rear backup camera lens gets all gnarly and dusty and dirty. And everybody puts their car in reverse, looks at it, and goes, "Ooh, I need to wipe that off." Uh, and then by the time they put their car in drive, they've forgotten that task. Yep. It's not until they're backing out again that they go, "Oh." I need to wipe that off. Yeah. So I had this, this group and, and that was their standard procedure. That was their differentiation was no matter what you brought your car in to be worked on, they would clean the lens of your backup camera. That's genius. You know, and then people are like, Oh, it's so much clearer. Yeah. <laughs> it's very nice. I was meaning to do that. Yeah. And I, I think I'd be tempted as an advisor to just say out loud, Hey, we did that for you just to make sure they realized we took the effort. Cause that's, yeah, that's, that's great. What a great idea. Mm -hmm. So, All right. yeah. What are, what are those? Yeah. How do I anticipate, you know, based upon my experience and then fulfill that need before it's asked. Yeah. Love that. Well, 
I'm so tickled that this short little episode that I think has not come off the rails about a topless Mexican or something. I don't even know. I, you know, now I'm really curious, you know, who told me this story, but uh, I'm glad that we gleaned some goodness out of this about customer experience. Um, anything in closing we should uh, talk about here? No, I'm just excited that for the first time ever, I'm the voice of moral dignity here. <laughs> Jeez. That's, I'm very excited about that. So. It's time for John Wolf to talk. Yeah, let's, uh, let's see what our announcer has to say. So go ahead and tweet that or share it any other way you want. As always, there are no rights reserved, no trademarks, no copyrights. Share it if you want to. And join us next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius. That's good enough.